0: What are some of the top risk management and information security challenges that banking security leaders are facing today? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Joe Burnick with Fifth Third Bank. Joe, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. Joe, just to give some context to our audience here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your role at the bank, and your background, please?
1: Sure. Um, well, my most recent, uh, up till joining Fifth Third about two months ago as their Chief Information Security Officer, I was uh, Senior Vice President and Director of Operational Risk Management uh, for Citizens Bank. Uh, Citizens is their retail and commercial bank in uh, the Northeast and the Mid Atlantic, and they are a wholly owned subsidiary of the Royal Bank of Scotland. Um, that was uh, my job for the last few years. Before that, I was uh, an employee of ABN Amro, uh, which is a Dutch uh, organization and uh, I focused uh, particularly on information security. I was the Chief Information Security Officer for their U.S. subsidiary, LaSalle Bank, out of Chicago. Um, prior to that, I had uh, worked for many years as a, as a consultant within the risk uh, area for KPMG, uh, advising financial services organizations uh, on the best practices to address uh, information security as well, as well as technology and business risk.
0: Well, Joe, I was certainly impressed by your resume, and one thing that jumped out at me is just the the depth and the profession you had. And it leads me to ask you, what are some of the major ways that information and security and risk management have evolved in your time in the profession?
1: Um, I think the the, the best way to answer that is to focus on the way that we're now uh, dealing with more of the business aspects of day to day uh, business operations. Uh, just uh, to give you an example, uh, to, just before this meeting, I came from a meeting with one of our senior vice presidents in the retail business to talk about uh, some new processing opportunities they had um, and to discuss the risks associated with that opportunity. So uh, prior to, the, you know, in the last couple of years, I'd say, the the space, the information security space was more uh, focused on infrastructure security, really focusing on how to, design and implement networks and how to uh, protect desktops. Uh, so really the nuts and bolts of, of technology. And I think over the last several years, uh, really let's say 20 years, it's gone uh, obviously' gotten a lot, a lot more going to be a lot more about um, biz- business and how uh, we can secure uh, our organizations, uh, specifically in my case, banking and financial services. And provide a level of service to the business, and, and advise them as to how to best uh, uh, implement controls around their uh, processes. So I think that's the, probably the evolution of the of the area. Um,
0: well, Joe, you've just joined Fifth Third recently. What do you see as your top challenges as you you start this position?
1: Top challenges. I would say that the top challenge is is, is to improve uh, and expand the relationship with the business, um, and that's a challenge not particular to Fifth Third, but true of any organization. Um, it's a it's a it's relationship building um, and uh, building trust not not necessarily uh, trust for my organization, but for myself uh, to show that I'm. Uh, can be a trusted partner to the business, and that I'm here to sort of assist them in expanding that, that, uh, that those, those business processes that they employ, um, that is the challenge, uh, and, and it takes time uh, to establish that, and, and oftentimes, it's, a, it's not just a, an evolution f- uh, for the individual, in this case, myself, but a cultural evolution that occurs both uh, uh, for the organization as well as the individual, in this case, the chief information security officer.
0: Now, Joe, there are are several topics that we talked about before we sat down here that are sort of near and dear to you, and one of them I want to ask you about right now is criminal activity. What are the attempted crimes that you're seeing most frequently at the bank now?
1: So, the the criminal activity that we're noticing and sort of trending um, across all financial institutions at the time is really uh, organized crime uh, syndicates that... Are preying upon uh, not the banks directly, but the bank's clients, um, looking to uh, use uh, the bank's clients both as vehicles to move money as well as targets of uh, theft, uh, essentially what amounts to robbery, uh, but in this case, electronic, uh, basically looking for ways to uh, compromise the clients and uh, and steal their money, essentially. And these uh, criminal rings tend to operate out of eastern europe as well as uh... parts of asia uh... they are well organized and well funded and uh, they are um, more and more successful as you can see from the recent uh... articles and, and press releases that have come out with regards to some of the things that citibank has been dealing with with uh... with uh, eastern european uh... groups as well um... obviously our own uh... uh domestic uh... criminals that have sort of popped up recently uh... Referring to Albert Gonzalez and the group that was just arrested for the TJ Maxx um, uh, hack that occurred uh, over the last couple of years, I think that that organized structure and that that more sophisticated method of attack and the evolution of that attack is really what's what's got a lot of uh, individuals as well as criminal uh, uh, law enforcement agencies uh, mobilized uh, and, and are acting. We're being more. Uh, assertive and aggressive in how to defend ourselves and our clients uh, from these types of threats.
0: Joe, intrusion prevention is another topic I want to talk with you about and it certainly is a good segue from what you were just discussing. What have you found to be most effective in preventing these intrusions?
1: Um, well, the t- traditional intrusion prevention had a lot to do with putting devices out on the perimeter ne- of the network and trying to identify malicious activity um, but it was mostly too. Uh, in historically, this, this technology sat too uh, low in the, in the in the OSI model. It was really looking at uh, network layer activity, um, which really would only defend you against uh, more, uh, say, uh, uh, basic level attacks, um, and really isn't designed to defend against application layer business rule based exploits that we're seeing more and more these days. It's sort of the the, I, the IPS as it's referred to um, and uh, it really has 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 evolved over the last couple of years to be become to be more behavioral in nature and analyze um, the behavior of the user so it can protect against uh, malicious uh, abuse of the systems and the business rules that are employed within those applications um, unfortunately what we've seen over the last few years is more and more the trend has been focused again on the exploit of the client, um, and and we have we have to therefore look for new technologies that can help us in uh, mitigating and, and where possible remediating, which is usually not possible, but mitigating uh, as it may be the risk of these types of attacks. So uh, we're we're challenging the vendors of these products, uh, large uh, vendors of these technologies, to implement uh, more intelligent analysis, uh, anomaly really anomaly based. Uh, analysis, but not just at the protocol level, uh, layer, but at the application uh, layer, really looking for how the application should behave under normal circumstances and how it would behave in, uh, in non-normal circumstances in order to allow us to target this, this type of behavior and investigate it further when it occurs.
0: Joe, you talked about emerging technologies, and something we hear a lot now from the banking or from the vendor community is identity access management. Which systems and strategies have you found to be particularly effective here?
1: It's a that's an interesting question. So, uh, identity and access management is a, is the bane of a lot of security professionals' existence. It's a very complex um, proposition. Um, what we really want to do is is leverage enterprise solutions uh, for identity management where possible, and that in, in doing so create efficiency and uh, control. Uh, of access uh, and administration of that access um... so really the tr- where possible what we've been trying to do and what all or large organizations have been trying to do is leverage um, standards like um... active directory uh... And, and uh... and uh... xml saml and SOAP to try to basically build standards around how applications interact um, and how those applications are administered in a central fashion historically applications were designed um, a standalone sort of systems, and in doing so, they would implement their own uh, administration, authentication, and permission, provisioning and permissioning process, which uh, creates not only uh, more risk because it creates a sort of a very uh, monolithic view of, of control as well. It adds uh, inefficiency uh, because you've got to now s- administer every system independently. So, what we've been trying to do is take an architectural perspective uh, view on. On, uh, security and really embed that into the development life cycle so that we can move to a more standard and centralized administration method. That also helps in the deprovisioning when, when you only have to deprovision a single, uh, in a single system and you can, that'll sort of trickle down to all the, uh, the various systems that are connected. So, so really centralized administration has been, um, one of the sort of, uh, I think panaceas, uh, for the, for the security industry. Uh, however, it's somewhat elusive in that a lot of systems are still uh, somewhat antiquated and don't support these uh, these, these protocols that I referred to. So it's a challenge there to sort of figure out how to best incorporate uh, all these systems into, into these centralized uh, management processes that we're trying to adopt. Um, and that's, that, has, that sort of is how we best address the problem internally. Now there's a whole another challenge pr- pr- uh, presented when we're dealing with um, when we're dealing with external clients uh, and how they authenticate, that that is, that presents a greater deal of of uh, challenge right now because of the additional security measures that we need to take uh, when we authenticate. Uh, and and historically, what we've been doing is using uh, and, and for identity and access management, uh, specifically the access part. Historically, we've been using uh, uh, you know stronger authentication to try to secure our systems. However. Because of the sophistication of these criminals, as I, as I spoke of earlier, this is be- these methods are becoming less and less successful, so we're having to search out new security measures to overcome the new threats that we're seeing. So things like tokens and, 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 uh, and uh, out-of-band authentication and, and these other uh, historically uh, used uh, methods of strong authentication have become less successful. To the point where we're having to explore uh, uh, significantly, ex- take significant investment in alternative solutions now.
0: Joe, just one last question for you. Uh, you certainly have uh, have had a distinguished career, and you've got a lot of experience behind you, and, and you've done a great job, I think, outlining the threat landscape today. For someone stepping into a role like yours and trying to tackle this complicated landscape, what advice would you give to them?
1: Um, I, well, the, adv- the advice that I would give would be to uh, you have to continuously refresh your knowledge and expand your, your breadth of knowledge. Um, the technology landscape doesn't stop evolving, so the individuals trying to secure that space can't stop evolving. So you have to continually s- try to stay uh, abreast of new technologies. and that The best way to do that is really um, communicate with other individuals within your, your space. I try to stay involved with uh, organizations such as OWASP, ISACA, ISSA, and other organizations that that provide that networking opportunity. Um, And, you know, obviously, uh, constantly educating yourself uh, via um, any, you know, books that you uh, come across that are are insightful as well as obviously trade magazines is very useful. Uh, Obviously, uh, Bank of Information Security is one source of that information that I use um, to sort of get insights about how to tackle problems. Um, but I think that, that constant learning process is really key to be successful in this industry. Um, without it, you're finding your, your quickly your skills become outdated, and your, therefore your value can become uh, somewhat limited in, in, in turn.
0: Well, Joe, that's great insight. I appreciate your time today, and I wish you well in your new role.
1: Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: We've been talking with Thank Joe Bernick Fifth Third. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field.